Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. Right. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello, lovelies. How are we? Very well, thank you. Very well. You're looking very well, I must say. This is one of those occasions where we're doing a back-to-back, so we've had nearly a 20-minute break. Anything interesting happened in that time? I cooked two toasties. Um, yeah. I had some um, birthday cake. I had a wee. And I've cracked open a Diet Coke, so I'll actually and, and, and we've moved to another wine. And for our listeners, through the through that break, we are now three hours into pre-gaming. So. Yeah, so, so get ready for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Brace yourselves. I was just saying that I'm amazingly tidy since. You are, both of you. Yeah, well, I thought I was. But I have had five bottles of um, mango chutney. I'm on my six now. But as it was, well, it was a three hour show. So that's averaging less than one standard drink an hour. So I'm I'm okay. Um, Or a half hour, actually. Can't do the math. Math, hey. All right. So given that we don't have much news, I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And you've got your mic on. Mute. On mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are... Trial, Trial by, by Wine. wine. <laughs> okay. And what are we drinking? Go on, Swanee. Come oh, on, please. Oh, Could you? Crap, I've, cra- to the I've, Coke cra- Zero. I've crapped a... Crapped? I've crapped open. That sounds nice. <laughs> I've crapped open <laughs> Coke Zero. Excellent. And... Wooey and Clarkie are drinking a Serafino rosé from the McLaren Vale. Yeah, so there's a story. We've got some friends coming over tomorrow to have drinks and spa. Are you a bit emotional about it? No, I'm I'm about to cough again. I know, it's terrible. It's catching me in the throat. For our listeners, whenever I start to go, it's because I'm about to barf up a lung. So I went to Dan Murphy's and I... Did a bit of rosé shopping and we bought some bird in hand rosé, which we like. Mm. It's a, it's a mm. good drop. We bought some, well, we, I, I was doing the shopping. I bought some Kylie rosé, which is always oh. gross. It's always grossed me out because I've thought, I thought, I like Kylie as an artist, but if I look at a rosé and I put overlay Kylie with that, I feel like it's just going to be super sweet Moscato uh, kind of. Right. Right. She's, she's out of my way. Have you had it? Have you tried it yet? No, no. no. I asked because I, I feel exactly the same way about that. However, I think she's doing great business on it and I wonder if it's just because of who she is or because it must be a decent drop. So I will be very intrigued to hear what Yeah, I, I read some very different reviews because, of course, ah. I Dan Murphy's Googling and some yeah. of them were saying, you know, um, it's a really nice drop if you like French rosé, it's a very traditional French rosé and it's good. And I other do. people were saying, you know, this will make you sick. It's a lot of old um, shit. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that. Wow. What a liberty. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, when you finish the McLaren Vale you're on now, maybe you could crack open one and give us oh, a Yeah, because we need a, another one. A review. Yeah, well, why not? It's Friday night. Kylie's what are you going to do with tomorrow? the morning? Well, oh, got that's friends. right. You've got friends coming yeah. over. And you're gonna... <laughs> We're going to back it up. <laughs> do you see friends. our problem? I do, I do. It's um, a anyway, anyway, so this one is a McLaren Vale Rosé 2022 Serafino uh, Sorrento. Sounds and nice. It, and it bangs on about the town of Sorrento, blah, 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 um, being much <laughs> like McLaren Vale. Is it? I wouldn't well, think so, but you sure. Know, it's, but it's the seaside town with mild climate. That's what they're saying. Um, Serafino Ro- was inland, is it? No, I thought it was too. It, no, it's, but it's, I'm fa- wrong, it's fairly. No, it's fairly close to the ocean. Is it? I've never yeah, been yeah. there, so I wouldn't know. But Serafino Rosé is sourced from our estate-grown vineyards in McLaren Vale. This wine is a fruit-driven style with strawberry and cream flavours that will leave you feeling mm. refreshed. Enjoy. I can promise I you. I doubt it. I'll make you feel pissed is what will leave you. I'm looking at a map of You're not going to feel Vale. Refreshed it is that. not on the beach. What a lot no, of No, it's shit. not on the beach. It's close by, though. It's not too Ish. far. Ish. Yeah, all yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. But but my point is that um, 
I've just done three hours of podcasting and drinking and, and most of it, or not most of it, but we've drunk most of this bottle. I don't feel refreshed. I just feel pissed. <laughs> there's no way that was going to make you feel refreshed at this point. Mm. Correct. There's no getting refreshment from a bottle of rosé. All right. Well, so we are doing back-to-backs and I'm doing two stories in a row. So this is a non-violet case and therefore I expect that Swanee, you've got to keep your headset on the whole time. Oh, I would hope the, so too. Because her latest thing is to take the headset off whenever something really gross is happening. And But, but it's sort of following the same theme of the last episode around toxic love. So a while back I came across the story of a woman in Thailand who fell victim to an online scammer in a big, big way. Was her name Tintong Makadangdang? Oh, God. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? Tintong Makadangdang is green goddess from Little Britain. Okay. Who in some ways was a scammer herself, but I just wondered whether then she became victim to an online scammer no no ting tong ting tong <laughs> not from i know hang on ting tong from two ting because she was from two ting in the end i've totally forgotten about that character no i love ting tong yes now you've reminded me the little google google green goddess little britain little britain we go ting tong little britain oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, enough of your inappropriate cultural misappropriation. So anyway. Why is that inappropriate? I'm just commenting on. Appropriating English comedy. That's right. Dudley and Ting Tong. Oh, my God. You know, that's, that's it. <laughs> we do it in almost every episode. We appropriate English comedies very regularly. They've had I think to apologise for practically bit. everything that they've done on Little Britain. I'm not surprised. It was so because at the time, Have it was really? the most popular. Do you remember we used to go, because it was before we were watching things it was disgusting, on but funny. the internet or whatever else. So it disgusting? was disgusting. Like, home, it was, it was disgusting it. at the time. Yeah. We, we were later doctors. I'm sorry, but Bitty, yeah. If you, if you oh, don't bitty. think that Bitty is bitty. Not, bitty and what about the big, disgusting. What about the big lady Vomit with the big saggy mouth. boobs? Who was that one? The big oh, black lady. Family bubbles, everybody does. There's bubbles severe and there was... Desiree. Desiree, yes. Sorry. And finally I get to marry the woman. We need to set our game down. Oh, turn our game down. That was very loud. Sorry. I got excited. I got excited. Oh, my God. the alcohol? It might be. Just check your game. Okay. Check your game. I know I'm gay. Gloria Gaynor. Check your Gloria Gaynor. Macadangdang, you're right. Oh, God. Okay. All right. So, anyway, moving right along. This all led me, so going back to what I was saying, is around this um, not Ding Tong Macadame, whatever her name was, a Thai woman who fell victim to an online scammer and it led me to look around the web for stories related to romance scams. And tragically, there are a lot, like Clarkie's Cruise Crimes Volume 1 to 4, I could almost do the same for this, but I don't know if it's that exciting. But at oh, least no on, one do died. It, do it, do it, do it, do not, it. not tonight, but maybe, but maybe. But at least no one died is the main thing. So as I said, I, I've, I've taken predict pretty much the articles, right? So I haven't bothered to rewrite them because I think they tell these stories in a very very well-documented fashion. So first story taken from the abc.net.au. Oh, I'm sorry. The pronunciation of this woman's name, I know I'm going to butcher it. I'm sorry about that. Sadly, when Chamanan Fetapuri. What do, you, what do you mean? You nailed it. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Chamanan Fetapuri. A CFO working for a multinational company received a sweet salutation via LinkedIn from a U.S. Army doctor. She would never have guessed that this was the start of a romance scam that led to $250 million being stolen and a 20-year jail term. Oh, no, because she's a CFO. She's got access to a bit of dosh, has she? Mm-hmm. Chamanan was a busy chief <laughs> financial officer and had very little time for love. At the age of 50, she wasn't really entertaining any romantic thoughts, but then she received a note from Dr. Andrew Chang. Chang, professing to be a doctor working in Afghanistan, reached out to her on LinkedIn. Unbeknownst to Chamanan, the profile was fake. Is that Chang from um, the family Chang Chang Changity Chang Chabob? It's her first name, Rama Lama Lama. <laughs> <laughs> Shimmy, dooby, 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 wop, dooby, wop. Shamanan 
fell for the ruse, though, as she was lonely and had no this other This is literally overtures. a great song, this story, isn't it? Chama-lama-lama-lama-dibidi-bop-di-wop. Do-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-dibidi-boom-di-boom. Chang-chang, chang-di-chang-shi-bop. Dip-di-dip-di-dip, do-wop-di-do-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-wop-di-w
yeah, we can pay it back. No, we can pay it back and nobody will be any the wiser because you're the CFO for the company. She understood it was a bad thing to do and she really hesitated. But love is blind, quote unquote. He was really convincing. Whatever. Over the next three months, Chaminon used fake invoices and false accounting entries to make 251 transfers to 112 bank accounts in 17 mm. countries. That's a bit stupid. No. Over how, what period of time? Three months. And how would he have justified that? That's silly. Mm. That's gone from being in love to being a fool. And she's a CFO. Yeah. She's not clever. No. Something, something changed that's, there. That's her job. That's just... That's, Mate... I, I don't have much. There's so many. It's not like there's a big one or whatever else. I have no sympathy for her. What year are we in again? Stupid. Sorry. You people are harsh. We are harsh. I was with her to start with. I thought it was sweet. What year are we? I know she, I know when I read this story it was 2022. So. Oh, my, oh God. my God. It's not, it's not, no, no, it's not like 2018 maybe. It's uh, not, it's still, recently. A CFO to be falling victim of scams. Come on, mate. She knew. She knew everything was wrong. Yeah. He forced her to believe, and when she would think this doesn't make sense, love would come and sweet words would come to convince her. This is a quote again from a lot of come in that sentence. (laughs) The scammer also started (laughs) involving other people in the con. At one point, a friend of the so-called army doctor messaged Chabanan to say Dr. Andy had a heart attack in Afghanistan and needed money for treatment. Another associate sent a bank account link where she could log on and see all the money she had sent. But police later discovered it was a fake website with just one letter in the web address different to that of the real bank. Chaminan was also convinced to fly to Malaysia twice to meet a lawyer handling Dr. Andy's affairs. On the first occasion, the lawyer took her to a fake office. What's a fake office? It's made of cardboard. <laughs> then to a room where, no, then to a room which is not an office, where there was a pile of cash said to be the doctor's inheritance. They brought her upstairs. Then she saw a big suitcase, and there were billions of baht, all in U.S. currency. Which makes no sense. Billions she, of baht in U.S. currency. Yeah, and she was oh. like, "Wow, that's real Carly, money." Carl, you do the math on that. <laughs> They gave her a $100 bill saying, you can check it, it's a real one, and she kept it, but we believe the rest were probably fake. <laughs> you reckon? Oh, God. No way. Chaminan went back home and continued to transfer the money to various bank accounts, unaware that her employer was becoming suspicious. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, here we go. Chaminan had been transferring money out of the Essilor Manufacturing Thailand's accounts for about four months when the company discovered fraudulent fund transfers exceeding $250 million. Not but no. US which dollars. That's yeah. a lot of money. US or US, US. US dollars. So <gasps> I get onto it, but Essilor was an optical lens manufacturer whose predominant customer is Ray Ban. All right. I was going to say they must have been big to have that kind of money per to be able to access. Mm. The company, which makes optical lenses, mostly for Ray-Ban, hired private (laughs) investigators to track down the funds and Chaminan was eventually confronted with pages and pages of evidence. When she couldn't explain the transactions, she confessed to the theft, prompting the company to take the case to the police. At the time, we believe she was probably one of the gang, our Lieutenant Colonel Corkiat said. But he added that after police did some more digging, because they actually did their job, uh, and looked into every angle, they found that while she had committed a crime, she was also a victim. She didn't know anything about the scammers at all. I cannot say Miss Chaminan is innocent. I mean, she committed crimes 100%. But at the same time, we have to understand the victim here is also the criminal. Who's saying this? This is the quote from the Lieutenant Colonel. Romance scammers are very skilled at exploiting people's weaknesses. These criminals study their victims, they work hard, they are educated, they understand social media, they have created a good template for messages, they know technology and they understand how to transfer money to other countries. Anyone can be a victim, the scammers are really good. When Chaminan was first interviewed by police, she didn't believe that her six-month relationship with Dr Andy was a lie. She cried a lot. Her whole world was breaking down. I explained to her step by step how this was the modus operandi of a romance scam case, but she didn't believe it. We had to say it for many days. The detective added that when he took her through all the transactions, she was stunned at what she'd done. She cooperated fully with the police as they tried to then identify the network of scammers who conned her. After looking through all the WhatsApp messages, identifying the owners of the bank accounts she sent money to, and then looking at those account holders' social media accounts, police began to close in on the scammers. 
22 of the suspected network of 30 are now behind bars. Hmm. Detectives were able to trace the scam back to Nigeria, but found there you go. Hey, no way! But found it also had people working in several countries, including Thailand, Malaysia, England, the United States, and Australia. Aussies, they are dodgy as. (laughs) (laughs) She was charged with 251 counts of theft from an employer and faced up to four years in jail for each each offence. 251 counts. Four years of jail for each offence. That's only a thousand years. She'll be right. Since she was also a victim of crime and had cooperated with the investigation, a judge sentenced her to only two years per offence. Oh, oh 500. She's right. It added up to 502 years in jail. But Chamanam will serve a maximum term of 20 years because she will serve some of the sentences concurrently. Oh, she didn't kill anyone. I'm I mean, come hate on. concurrent sentences. Yeah, but 502 years. I'm not saying she deserved that. I just Far like, out. Don't, don't, don't bullshit the world with your 500 years when you're only going to give her 20. True. Ridiculous. So, as I said earlier, interestingly, Essilor, who produces the optical lenses for Ray-Ban, tried to sue J.P. Morgan for failing to pick up the fraudulent activity. At the time I read about it, Ray-Ban was still out of pocket for $100 bucks. So there you go. That's the Thai, Thai lady who was a CFO, massive fall from grace, and is now doing 20 years of jail. Wow. This next one comes from www.aarp.org. So this is about a con man who stole a woman's heart and $300,000. And here's how it happened. So this is by Doug Shaddle. Did she get a heart back? No. Doug Shaddle or Doug Shaddle and David Dudley. She wrote him first. A short message sent on a Thursday evening in early December 2013 under the subject line match question mark. You were listed as 100% match. I'm not sure what 100% match means. First, would you be interested in me? Check my profile. So this is a bird on a dating website, right? And she's legit. Yeah, yeah, she is. But he's fake. Mm -hmm. Right. Later, when she puzzled over their relationship, she'd remember this. She had contacted him, not the other way around. Yes. That had been a fateful move. It had made everything easier for him, but she didn't know that yet. So much of this was new. Amy, not her real name. We've changed the names to protect the innocent. Had never done this online dating thing. It had been over two years since the death of her husband of 20 years, four since she had lost her mother. Two sharp blows that had left her alone in her late 50s. That makes sense because AARP is for like senior citizens. (laughs) It's an interest group in the US focusing on issues affecting those over the age of 50. Okay. She hadn't had a great marriage. Her husband had been abusive. He died quickly from cancer. After the funeral, a grief counsellor told her to make no sudden changes in her life for at least a year, and she'd done that. Now she was all by herself in a big house, the end of a long oh, driveway. She didn't feel isolated. She'd grown up there in a conservative pocket of Virginia. Her brothers and their families lived nearby. When it came to meeting new people, however, her choices were limited, as they are for people of an age. Because she right? knew everyone. You know, well, it's like yeah, small but... town Virginia. I live in, we live near Albury and, and people call it Smallbury because <laughs> everyone knows everyone. That's why yeah. I'm saying that. Like, you know, if you want to meet someone new, you've got to you go, go online. Di- you've got to go to a different pond. Yes. And her friends urged her to try online dating, an online pond. And she did. At first, she just, you know, dabbled a bit with these many dating sites, window shopping in this peculiar new marketplace. The choices were overwhelming. It wasn't until the fall, autumn, that Amy was... Right, I thought she fell over. It's American. She she broke both her arms and she found herself not even being able to text anymore. Oh, look, the holidays were coming. She didn't want to be alone, so she thought, I'm going to have a crack. She signed up for a six-month subscription to Match.com, the largest and one of the oldest dating services on the web. She filled out the questionnaire, carefully crafted her profile. And, you know, she actually presented herself honestly, her age being 57, her hobbies being dancing and rock collecting, her financial, what? <laughs> look, whatever, her financial status. And she got a 100% match. That's suspicious. It probably was. She had a nice picture of herself, just all very real, recent. She wasn't scamming anyone. 
Right. Her pitch for herself was straightforward, looking for a life partner, successful, spiritually minded, intelligent, good sense of humour, enjoys dancing and travelling. <laughs> enjoys dancing and travelling, no games. In those oh. first weeks, yeah, she had a few messages and calls with men, even met some for coffee or lunch, but, you know, they were all duds. Not the hot stuff like the rock collecting that she is. Yeah. She's just thought I'm going to be, well, you know, she didn't have to settle, so she's thought no. I'm going to be picky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to get to men who are like high match for me, 90% or more. Amongst every dancer, there's a rock collector. Yeah. And she didn't really understand how it worked. So about 100 years ago when she was in college, she'd studied computer science and psychology. But let's face it, you know, she's 57 in 2013. Back in college, just 30 years ago, mm-hmm. computers were a bit different. Yeah. Using Turtle logo or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> DOS. She had a website for her business, was on Facebook, had a smartphone, but, you know, she didn't really understand how it all worked. Sounds like, sounds like me. Yeah, exactly. She sees this guy. She says, does she ever need to know how it works? Who cares? Um, she sees this guy. He's got <laughs> a mysterious profile name, Dark and Sugar Clue. What? Yeah, I <laughs> thought you'd say that. No, what? Dark <laughs> and Sugar Clue. I don't understand it myself. Anyway, 61-year-old Silver Fox. No, wearing no, a pair dark of dark and sugar. What I don't understand it myself, right? So I can't answer you. You're gonna Google it because what if it is a thing that we just don't know about? Okay, okay, go ahead. He liked bluegrass music and he lived only an hour away, and he was a hundred percent match. Yeah, so shock me. The computer had decided he was the one, and let's face it. Computer algorithms must be followed, yeah? So anyway, about a week goes by, he doesn't respond, and then this message appeared when she logged onto her account. Hey, you. Okay, I'm not I'm not even reading from that moment on. When someone writes, hey, you, when you've given your name, rude, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for the email, and I'm really sorry for the delay in reply. I don't come on here often, smiles. Yeah. I really like your profile, and I like – I don't even know why it says smiles anyway – and I like what I have gotten to know about you so far. I'd love to get to know you as you sound like a very interesting person, plus you're beautiful. Tell me more about you. In fact, it would be my pleasure Tell if you me. wrote me at my email as I hardly come oh on here God. often. It's Nigerian scammer at yahoo.com. Quite well written, uh-huh. though. He gave a Yahoo email address and a name. It's Dwayne, not Nigerian scammer at Yahoo. No. Some of the other men she'd met, on match had also quickly offered a personal email address so she didn't really think there was anything weird about that and she wrote back to the yahoo address from her own account plus when she went back to look at dark and sugar's profile it had disappeared sorry dark and sugar's clue sorry dark and sugar clues it had disappeared she writes your profile is no longer there did you pull it as i think i was so gorgeous that you thought that i would not i'm done yeah i'm done 100 percent when you sign up to these sites, they, you know, do you have to sort of go through a set of hoops where you're asking you're, me as an expert? I don't know if you've ever done it. I don't know. I've never done something. it. I have. I have. So I can I, answer. You would have from yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah but uh, but if, um, I assumed so it, you would have. How rude! Well, no. Well, well, well I, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Swanee. Right, everybody, ahead. just basically, everybody has after a certain point in time. Everybody has. I just oh, didn't go. get the cut. Yeah. I didn't get the cut off, so I, I'm pre-cut off. So, um, do they forewarn you about these things? Because to be perfectly honest, Is when you start talking about transgendering, <laughs> no. <laughs> when you say you're pre-cut off, <laughs> oh, I missed that. Sorry, boom, boom. 2013. I tell you what, I was on eHarmony and I got matched with a person who it turns out lived like three blocks from me. And pre-cut off, oh, it was post-cut off, and. <laughs> Who happened to see me wandering around the Woolworths in many ponds? Stalking? No, no, no. He wasn't stalking, but he. Yes. But but it was coincidental anyway. So we we actually had a date. Wasn't it though? Coincidence. We had a date. We had a date. Is it Prince Najiba? He (laughs) took me to the Essendon Football Club Bistro because he had a voucher. Where? A voucher. Bistro because he had a voucher. Go Bombers. He's one of those. No, Essendon, but she said Essendon. Essendon. Oh, yeah, there you go. Thank Welcome you. Back. I said Essendon. You're just not listening for it. Okay. Essendon Football Club I love you, Bistro Dixie. gave me, sorry, bought dinner because he had a voucher 
<gasps> so it, it was what you know. Uh, it must have been. Was it a shopper docket? Sounds like my yeah, mother's yeah, shopper docket. Yep. I've got a rec- on the back of a shopper docket. Um, what were those books called? Where you pull the entertainment out- book. Yeah, where you pull out that, <laughs> got a two for one at that yep. Essendon football I had a girl, club. I had a girlfriend who had that. She turned up at our house and go, we've got to go here. He spent his time telling me how he was a very successful person because he owned his own flat, which was, by the way, across the road from the Essendon football club. And then at about nine o'clock. Hang on. So that's why he was a very successful person? Because he and owned then, his that's own right. flat. Yeah. And then he invited me back to his flat for a cup of tea. Did you go? I did, yeah. I just, I don't know what possessed me. No, there was no sex. I had a cup of tea and I left, and that is not a euphemism. Did you run? mm, Well, I didn't run because I didn't feel like I was threatened in any way, but there was certainly no chemistry. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm I'm very with you on the no chemistry bit. When I was there, he made me a, a fairly ordinary cup of tea, and then he said, I'm going to just get changed, and he came in with a pair of moccasins and a tracksuit pants on, and I thought, what is my life? changed out of his jeans. Why are you telling this story again? I've forgotten. Because I'm trying to express that online dating. It's not as glamorous as you think it is. I'm just going to slip into something a little bit more comfortable. It's tracksuit pants and moccasins. (laughs) (laughs) And shopper dock at dinners. To be fair, of the three or four online dates that I actually went on, that was the best, right? Whoa. So, yeah, wow. anyway. So is, right. is, the, so is the is the moral of the story that online dating very quickly Just do becomes it in real life. offline do, dating? It's terrible. Which is exactly what – so so if you take the it's online – disappointing. Like you could run into anyone at a coffee shop and go and go back to their house opposite Essendon or the unit, sorry – and they put their trackies and moccasins. Like I just feel like <laughs> online dating very quickly becomes just normal dating, which none On of it is On the first cool. date? Yeah, I know, right? That's no, how quickly. No, no, all I'm, what I think is that you should make the effort to meet people in person because you'll know very quickly if you're actually attracted to them Correct. or interested in them. The problem with online dating is that it's all bullshit that they've Correct. said about themselves and yeah. you've said it about yourself. You're all matched up. You, you can, say you that. Have these meeting, you have these, I call it a meeting, you have this date and like there was, I had one where I had to go the other side of town and this guy clearly just wanted to have sex and I didn't, not with him. And again, we had like a drink in a pub. We, we, we left and he, on the way to my car, he goes, I'm just going to the bottle though. He picks up a six pack and he, I swear, from memory he said something like, Do you want oh, well, you know. Well, no, if we're not going on from here, I'm just going to get myself a six-pack and go back to mine and have a wank. And I said <laughs> something oh along the lines of, God. me too, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. just, it was awful. You know, so all I'm, anyway, I, I don't, I'm not a proponent of online dating. I know there are some people who have met their life matches. They're very happy. Like, I believe that is. Fortune and Chloe, like they were. They're a good example of what goes wrong. Statistically a small number. I think statistically a small number anyway. But, you know, I suppose you've got to be in it to win it. Anyway, I digress on my dating stories. So, anyway, she says, Where's your, why did you get rid of your profile? I'm I'm recalling the information you shared and treat me. And because I found the love of my life. I'd like to know more about you. Please email me with information about yourself and pictures so I can get to know you better. So, Dwayne writes back a long message that says, and I don't know what this word means, sketched a peripatetic life anyone pathetic peripatetic i meant to look it up before i thought you meant i thought you said very pathetic (laughs) i I think that's probably fair too traveling from place to place in particular working or based in various places for relatively short periods the peri okay let's say it transientetic nature of a military life yeah okay cool he described himself as a computer systems analyst from North Hollywood, California, who grew up in Manchester, England, and had lived in Virginia for only five months. But much of the note consisted of flirty jokes. If I could be bottled, I'd be called an odor enigma. And a detailed oh. imaginary description of their first meeting. It's 11 a.m. when we arrive at the restaurant for brunch. The restaurant is a white-painted weatherboard, simple but well-kept, set on the edge of a lake, separated from it by an expansive deck, dotted, not packed, with tables and comfortable chairs. And we go there because I have a two-for-one voucher. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> 
Amy was charmed. Dwayne was nothing like the local men she'd met so far. That's probably because he's a Nigerian scammer. Mm -hmm. You certainly have a great sense of humour in a way with words, she responded. And she was full of questions about him and about online dating in general. It's kind of a strange way to meet people, she wrote, but it's not as cold as hanging around the produce department at the Kroger's. I don't know. I'd go to the produce department. She also mentioned the deception she'd already encountered on previous dates. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, no I know. Way. You wouldn't believe it if I told lots, you. Lots of false advertising or bait and switch, folks, she wrote. It's amazing what people will do with that Bait and switch? I don't know what it means. Uh, I think it's always best to be whom we are. That's not how you use whom, but anyway. I think it's always best to be whom we are and not mislead, and not mislead others. So then there's a series of text messages, but I can't be bothered reading them. On the December the 17th, they'd exchanged eight more emails. Dwayne suggested they both fill out questionnaires listing not only their favourite foods and hobbies, but also personality quirks and financial status. Hmm. He also what? sent her a link to financial a song. status. Yeah. Sent what, her a link. What, is, what is the financial status? Can you help me with that? Oh, I don't know, probably bank account details. Um, he sent her a link to a song, pop star Mark Anthony's I Need You. It holds a message in it, he told her, a message that delivers the exact way I feel for you. She you clicks on the song. song. Yeah, it's a torrid <laughs> ballad that ends with the singer begging his lover to marry him. Oh, so, of course, she listened to it again and again. When she talks about how she fell in love, she always mentions his voice. It was mesmerising, musical, clipped, flecked with an endearing Britishisms. His writing was like this too. Nigerian. Not just the British yeah, style spelling of words such yeah. as colour and favourite, but the way he drops sweet. Now, this is quite, I mean, yes, but it, it, he's, the, the time, the, the work that goes into this. They exchanged numbers and then they talked every day. His teenage years in Manchester explained the accent, but there was another sound in there too, a wisp of something she couldn't place. Nigerian. <laughs> Nigerian. Africa. <laughs> Scammer. Yeah. They spoke about the things they talk, you talk about in a relationship, hopes, dreams, plans for the future. She opened up about her marriage, Lions her grief, her work. She was just like majorly into him. At some point, almost casually, he explained that he wasn't calling from Virginia but from Malaysia where he was finishing up a computer job. Looking back, would things have been different if he'd said he was from Nigeria? Maybe. Amy knew all about those people who posed as bankers and gulled victims with awkwardly phrased business opportunities over spam email, but this was different. She loved to travel and knew lots of people from overseas. The fact that Dwayne was living in Malaysia added an exotic note to his Oda Enigma. He talked about visiting Bali and sent her a link to an old John Denver song, Shanghai Breezes, about two lovers separated by distance. <laughs> Amy wrote to him seven days after receiving the first message from Dwayne, funny how you sound as if you're right next door when you're really half a world away. They were on the phone for hours every day at this point. He was the first voice she heard in the morning and the last before bed. Typically, Amy would talk and text with him until about 11am when she had to go to work. Around 8pm, they'd talk again for an hour or two, then spend the rest of the evening texting or instant messaging into the night. In their emails, they filled pages with minutiae about their lives. So, you know, it goes on and on and on. He just keeps building her up, of course, as we expect, with lots of conversations about one day we're going to be together, you know, blah, blah, blah. She went to Florida for a trip. She told him all about it. When she came back, there was a bouquet of flowers waiting for her. A bucket. A bucket of flowers saying, my life will never be the same since I met you. Happy New Year. Love, Dwayne. So not long after that, slightly less than a month since the first contact, Dwayne brought up his money troubles. Here we go. He promised he'd fly home in January as soon as he finished this job in Kuala Lumpur. A $2.5 million project, but some components he purchased from Hong Kong were stuck in customs, of course. He didn't need money, he assured her. He had a hefty trust fund in the UK and was in fact planning to retire after finishing this job. But he couldn't use his funds to cover the customs fees and he couldn't come back to Virginia until he finished the job. So he was stuck. If there's any way Amy could help him out, he'd pay her back when he returned to the States. So it starts small, you know. She wires him eight thousand bucks to someone starts in Alabama. Small. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when she works out how much she ends up spending, it's quite a lot. Then he asked for ten thousand bucks to bribe immigration officials because of an expired visa. 
eventually he sets a, a date to come home and says I'll be here on the 25th of Feb- uh, January. Sorry, she buys tickets for their first real date, a Latin dance concert at a nearby city. But, you know, another problem comes up. He has to pay his workers. Well, he'd been paying 2.5. So, you know, that 2.5 million project, he was says he was paid that, right, for this project. He even emailed a scanned image of the cheque, bullshit, <laughs> issued by a Chinese bank. He couldn't open a bank account in Malaysia to access the funds. I mean, isn't that terrible? Oh, for God's sake. Anyway, she had the money and Dwayne knew it, so she just kept sending it to him. She gives him 15,000 bucks. Then she gives him another, you know, however much. So she gives him the money. You know, he says, you'll get it back as soon as I come back, of course. Every time she started to doubt it, she'd look at his pictures or read his messages and sort of, you know, she's still wondering about it, but little things seemed odd. Sometimes out of the blue, he'd fire off a series of rapid-fire incident messages. Oh, baby, I love you and so forth. It felt like she was talking to someone else. Oh, baby, I love you to give me money. No way. Funny that. Another time she asked what he had for dinner. That's my language of love, I think. Your sorry, language. What's it called? Love language. Love language. Give me money. Yeah. Another time (laughs) she said, what did you have for dinner? And he he said he had stir-fried chicken. And she said, but I thought you hated chicken. And he, he writes back, oh, Amy, you know me better than that. Send me a selfie right now, she insisted, because she's like, seriously, are you real? And then a, like almost instantly a photo comes through. There he was sitting on a bench in the sun. With a date or something, yeah. With so stir-fried chicken or not? No, no, no. But the, po- the point just being she's thinking, is this someone else? And so he sends a photo of himself. So it's like, oh, okay. So all these little things happen. She's got doubts, but somehow they basically the scanners. Is it the, the first photo she's seen it. of him or is it? No, no, no. She's seen many photos yeah, of right. him. Yeah, right. Okay. This is my favourite. How do I know you're not a Nigerian scammer, she once asked playfully. <gasps> he laughs. Oh, Amy, you know me better than that, which was the same response to I thought you hated fried, uh, yeah, still yeah. fried chicken or chicken. Yeah. So anyway, he says he'd be there on the February 28th. She planned to make dinner for him that first night. She buys all his favourite foods, salmon, sourdough bread, nice Merlot. Oh, a nice Merlot. Oh, I like that. Mm. He had to fly to Beijing, Chicago, and finally to Virginia. He'd call as soon as he gets to Chicago. Last message he sends was from Kuala Lumpur. He says, I'll be home soon, my love. And, of course, when the day comes, he doesn't show up. No way. <laughs> Surprising. Is she's, he okay? Well, it's funny you should say that because she didn't hear from him. She's terribly stressed. Eventually he contacted her three days later. He sent a text, something about being held up by immigration at the airport in Kuala Lumpur and needing more money to bribe the officials. This is the third time he failed to show up, the third last-minute catastrophe, but she still sent him money. Oh. Amy's sister-in-law was the first to figure it out. Oh, God. Wow, she's clever. She needs to see this, she told Amy. Sending her a link to a recent episode of the Dr. Phil show in which the TV oh. therapist confronted two women who claimed to be engaged to men they'd met online. Amy watched in growing horror. And then here's the best bit. A few days later, Malaysia Airlines flight MH370, remember that? Oh, no. Disappears, right? And this was the same Beijing-bound route Dwayne had planned to be on earlier. As the story of the vanished airliner filled the airwaves, Amy couldn't help but worry that Dwayne had been on board. Maybe he'd managed to take a later flight, like she's stressed out. Eventually he calls her. But the call went to her landline, not the mobile phone. They spoke for a few minutes. She was happy, but also like something's not right. Something's different. He's not contacting her as much. He's not giving her all the attention that he was giving her. And now that she's got time to think because he's not bombarding her constantly with all these messages, all the things that make you go, hang on, Mm. start to have a bit of airplay in her mind. So one by one she started feeding the photos Dwayne had sent her into Google's image search, (gasps) trying to trace where else they might have come from. She watched catfish. Mm-hmm. Eventually, up popped a LinkedIn page of a man with a name she'd never heard. Whoever Dwayne was, this wasn't him. She Googled romance scam and started reading. Even as she discovered the truth, part of her held out hope that her case was somehow different. She was a lucky one. But the spell was broken. It was like waking from a deep sleep, those strange moments when the dream dissolves and the real world comes rushing back. How much money had she wired this man? $300,000. No. Over the course of this scam. Princess says will have got access to all this money. Well, her, mm. maybe not the other, but the one's company money, poor darling. Mm. Ooh. 
so because there are so many of these stories, I could go on and on and on and it's a bit depressing. So I'm going to turn the tables on the scammers now and I'm going to tell you the story of the woman who shut down a scammer in the most hilarious way. Brilliant. Brilliant. Bring it on. I'm not sure where I got this from. It could be from Bored Panda. So apologies if I've got the wrong reference to this. It could be from the Smithsonian or it could be from... I don't think... No, it's not. (laughs) Sorry, I don't have my reference, but I'm pretty sure it's from something. But anyway, it's written by... Ruta Graziette, whoever that is. That's right. I don't think they'll even know who that is. Yeah, correct. It's so <laughs> multilingual. I'm, I'm impressed You've had to really do lots of, you've had to do your, you know, the American place names. Is it They're tricky, some of those, eh? And then you've done your Thai it, stuff. It's something doing... Eastern European. She makes it sound Russian, but, you It's know. either yeah. Russian or Croatian or Maybe it should like just that. slow down and not be so Russian. Could be uh, don't go Hungarian. rushing into anything. Could be Hungarian. Correct. I don't know. Anyway, so she tells this good story about an anonymous woman who was addressed by a Facebook scammer trying to earn some easy money. Turns out he messed with the wrong lady. And I did find this funny. So the Nigerian scam master, who goes by the name of Stephen Muzumbo, messaged the woman on Facebook and started flirting with her. Like many fraudsters, he started declaring his love to her and eventually asked for money, etc. What I'm going to read out for you is the exchange on Facebook between the two of them. Facebook Messenger. Game on, Mole. Hello, sweet lady. Look, son, chill out on the flirting, okay? I'm not that kind of girl. What do you want anyway? Hello, I Stephen. I come in Nigeria and work in church. I am religious pastor. Oh, I could kill a pasta. Are you a Cornish pasta or a cheese and onion? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't kill me or that. I meant be friends. Ah, I do like to make new friends, especially strangers from Africa. You all seem so genuine and sincere. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you. Are you married, sweet lady? No, my husband left me for the woman in Asda who wanders about holding the space <laughs> here side and forcing people into queues. <laughs> oh, sorry for that, sweet lady. Maybe you meet another man to hold you heart. I like you, sweet lady. You, you, you do? Yeah, a lot. Can you be my princessy? I name you princess. I'm just, the spelling's terrible, right? Yeah. Actually, Steve, I have another name I like to be called by men. Which name? Oh, sorry, he wrote which came and then name. Well, my last hubby called me Barbara O'Cumbungle. <laughs> <laughs> Will you call me that, please, Stevie? Yes. <laughs> Say it then. Yes, Barbara. The full name, man. Okay, Barbara O'Cumbungle. <laughs> No, man, it's it's Okumbungle. Say it right. Yeah, my Barbara, Okumbungle. Mmm, Stevie boy, that's hot. (laughs) Yeah, sexy hot. I want to be with you somehow. How can we do that? I yearn to be held in your arms, Stevie. Where are you from? Killingworth, not the rough part, mind. I'm not a councillite. (laughs) I didn't understand that. What nation is it? Britain, you sexy little man. Okay, to be together, maybe I come in you to get to Britain. I beg pardon. <laughs> she writes back, come in me. How dare you? How dare you, you filthy little urchin? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong? I want to come to Britain with you and live. Who do you want to live with? You. No. Say the name I told you to say. <laughs> I come to live with Barbara O'Cumbungles. Mmm, erotic. <laughs> what do we need to do to make this happen? I spend my money on fixing church here. I may need money for flights and visas and other things. Well, slap my body with a marrow. I'm <laughs> astonished that the conversation has turned to money. She's great. Money is needed to buy things. Thanks for that. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, Is needed for me to come to you. Can you maybe help? Barbara (laughs) O'Cumbungle. It just so happens (laughs) that I'm very wealthy after I won the jackpot on the fruit machine at the working men's club. (laughs) (laughs) The fruit machine. (laughs) 
<laughs> way ahead of him in yeah. scamming terms. Yeah. How, how much do you need, my love? For all I need, $900 to be with Barbara O'Cumbungles. I don't know why he's put an S at the end of it, but anyway. Okay, Stevie, I can do that, but first we must establish trust. Okay, then how? Do you love me, dear? Yes, a lot. Good. We shall now start to trust each other. I like your little moustache. So, instead of Stevie, you shall now be known as We Moustache. <laughs> you shall refer to yourself as that and only call me Barbara O'Cumbungle. Is that understood? <laughs> I understand. Can you send the money so I can come to you? Send now so I can get a flight. Slow down, slow down. Tell me you love me but use our names. We Moustaches loves Barbara O'Cumbungle. <laughs> Oh, oh my, Barbara O'Cumbuggle loves wee moustache too. I need you to do something for me before I send the money. What can I do? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, use your name. What can wee moustache do? Well, I have a sex fetish for black men standing in my garden naked whilst wrapping the hits of vanilla ice and holding a helium balloon. <laughs> I don't understand. What is that? Use your name at all times. We moustache. I want you to stand in my garden and rap whilst holding a balloon. Say you will do it and say our names. Will you send money so we can be together? Patience, we moustache, patience. This sounds like Joe Lysette, doesn't it? Yeah. Say what I have asked you to say, be sexy about it and say our names. We moustache will stand in the garden and rap for Barbara O'Cumbungles and hold a balloon really sexy for her. We moustaches holds the balloon and is naked. Oh, yes, yes, give me more. We moustache will rap for Barbara O'Cumbungles and will wave balloon in the gardens. Can you please send money to me now as so I can come <laughs> to you? Oh, we moustache, you're really arousing me now. It's nice. Please send money to Western Union account. Go now and I give account. Wait, wait, wait. You need to prove your love a bit more. I am not for playing games, Barbara O'Cumbungle. Please see me. Please see me to be I'm true not, and I love you. I'm not for playing games, Barbara O'Cumbungle. <laughs> I'm not for playing games whilst I play games. <laughs> Barbara says, I know you love me, but I just need to be 100% sure, okay? Then I'll send the money. Fine, tell me what you need. Full names, please. You know the rules. Tell Wee Moustache what Barbara O'Cumbungle wants. Will you flick my bean whilst throwing leaves at me? What? I don't what? understand what yeah, that is. I'm with him on that. You don't need to understand. <laughs> Just agree to it and the money is yours. Say what you'll do and don't forget our names, you saucy little scamp. You crazy girl. <laughs> if you want the money so we can be together, then you must say it. We moustache will flick the bean on Barbara O'Cumbungle and throw leaves on her. <laughs> yes, yes, harder, harder, throw more leaves on me. We moustache to throw more leaves on Barbara Cumbingle and hold balloon. Please go to Western Union and send money now, okay? Oh, wow, that was phenomenal, we moustache. I love you. I love you. Can you send me money online or go to Western Union store for me, please, so I am, I am fly to you and be there with you? Oh, okay, okay. Right, what do I need to do for you? You need to go to Western Union and pit money to my brother account. His name, Daniel Ibrahim, City Lagos. Tell me when they ask for account. Hmm, are you certain this is genuine? I feel like I may be being conned by your suave moves. <laughs> the sexual chemistry between us may be distracting me. <laughs> no, it real. Please send money to your wee moustache and he come to Barbara O'Cumbungle and be together forever. Just please send the money so we can do it, even just $300. Do you promise this conversation will not be screenshotted and posted online? What? Yes. Okay, I trust you now. Okay, go to Western Union, send my money to this sweet lady. Then there's a missed call from Stephen because he's now starting to harass her and she writes back, I can't answer, I'm putting my brassiere on. <laughs> okay, I wait. We moustache, I am at the Western Union shop and the woman is being mean to me. She says your brother doesn't have an account. He says it's not possible. Tell them again. Do you have the right name for my brother? He tries to call her again. She then sends him a photo that she has created with a, like a toy, probably a fire station, and a little naked Cupid doll 
with a sign on the fire station that says Western Union Shop and over the top of the Cupid doll there's a little sign that says, ain't no Davy Ibrabam here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Brock, the woman is being so cruel to me. And he says, are you serious? What's this shit about, hey? What game is it you playing? She goes, oh, I get it now. It just dawned on me. You're a scamming little turd, aren't you? A scheming, devious parasite. That's what you are, isn't it? He goes, what? I'm a pastor, a man of God. Don't call me those things. Go away, you nasty little scruff. I've had enough of you, you feral mongrel. He writes back, fuck you. I report you to Facebook. Fuck you. She goes, calm down, little man. Your wee moustache will fall off if you don't simmer down a bit. All right, love? Fuck you, no. Leave me alone. Hello, are you there? And that's the end of the exchange. Ah, brilliant. great. Leave him on. Fuck, I love it. I thought that was a classic. So there you go. They are, we can talk about scammers now if you like, but that is my little segue into assholes. Yeah, Barbara Cumbungle's the winner of those. <laughs> really Barbara Cumbungle, she's the best. Yes, yes. Thoughts? Uh, so I, when we talk about scammers, the lady in the middle, I feel, is a victim of scamming. The the first lady, Chamalama Lama Lama Huey Wap Di Wap, is just a thief. You think so? Hundred percent, I think so. I think she should have. She would have known that what she was doing was totally illegal. But I think. Well, she did know, and and yes, she's a thief because someone else has coerced her to do that. But she's a thief. The 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 second lady is an absolute corporate victim. crime. Yeah, hundred percent, it is. Like just because you have access to money doesn't mean you yeah. should be able to spend it as Correct. your own. So if she spent two hundred and fifty million dollars of her own. You'd call her a victim, but because she took it from her hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely right. Yes, because okay. she's stealing money. To, so she's going. This may or may not be right but I'm going to steal money from the place that I work for so that I can continue to live this fantasy. Therefore, the pain for me is much less so this scam can go on for a whole lot longer because who cares? It's not my money I'm spending. I'm just blowing someone else's money. She did spend some of her own money, though. Yeah, she's a mole. She put the deposit on the house. she's a mole. I've got no time for her. And, and I get, I get that she's been scammed, but she has absolutely stolen money to allow that to happen. No, the shift was made when she started taking money from someone else, the yeah, company, yeah. and yeah. the amount of deposit. There were two, what was it, two hundred and fifty odd transactions? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, the uh, amount, no, two hundred yeah, transactions, two hundred fifty million dollars. She, Crazy. she Enough. couldn't have been that clearly. She wouldn't have been able to CFO if any of you were no. When, when you're being gullible, as as victim number two was, yes, and I say that with respect, she started <laughs> to go, hang on a minute, yeah, I'm giving too much money to someone of my own and, and this doesn't ring true. Victim number one is giving, giving someone else's money away, squillions yeah. of other people to fund her and, delusion and got because yeah. she's not going... This is my money. I'd better pull Apart back. I'd better act responsibly. Apart from the money that she put on the deposit of the yeah, yeah, blah, blah. house. Yeah. But, but that's, the, that's the bit that happened. You know, th- there's so much that she gave outside of that. But he'd had a heart attack. She had to do something. Nah. CPR? She's spending other people's money on her delusions. I know, I know, I know, I know. She's it's, it's a one thief. His point. It's, it's white collar crime. It's, yeah, fraud. She's yeah. a thief. They must have absolutely hit the jackpot with her in terms of the amount of money she had access to. I've never heard of something in that league because normal people don't have access to that kind of money. The, even like for me when I hear things like $300,000 a hell of a lot of money I for someone to have that. access to precisely. And then I've. That's what they do. I am a not scammer. a scammer's dream, right? If you, no, you know, need to have bank cash. accounts, you'd be like, move on. She's got nothing. Yeah, yeah. She, but, she's but I, I look at those sometimes <laughs> and go, God, why do they even bother? But it's it's not me they bother for. It's and I'm not saying that I will never fall victim of a scam, and I'm not judging people who do. No, but I'm saying no. that when that when they do hit the jackpot, it justifies yeah. all of the rejection they get. Correct. Oh, it's a numbers um, game. Totally yeah, a numbers yeah. game. Correct. That and yet the wrong, the right person at the wrong time. Yep. And and that's victim number two. So Nigerians aren't the only ones doing this. Obviously, it's all across the world. But there's a ten billion dollar industry of it out of India at the moment. 
So not just at the moment, but there there are tons of scams, and I'm I'm sure you've I've received so many. I've received the hi mum, I've received hi it's mum. I'm at the supermarket, and I'm like that's hilarious. I, I showed I showed mum and said, see this, they did they got the wrong person because my mum never leaves the house and she can't my, remember her pin anyway. I've got <laughs> hi mum. I'm at the supermarket. Have you? Me I'm, too. I'm like yeah. What? I'm not mum. I don't have But I've kids. had one that, hi, it's mum. I've had one suggesting it was my mother yeah. trying to hit me up. Well, the funny thing is I tried to reply to one. Yeah, of you can't other, reply. There's no reply enabled on them. You can't reply because, all right, oh, good, nice try. <laughs> it didn't work. Sorry, which one could you not reply to, Shwiti? A text or an email? Any of I them. I think it was, um, it was a text message that said, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, hi, it's mum. And how, why couldn't you respond? Well, I replied and it came back and said, yeah. not replied. Yeah. All oh, right. Undeliverable. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, how would that work it, then? So. You'd, they well, need to call it? Because it's not an Australian number usually. Oh, they come from a computer. Uh, yeah. They come from a yeah. computer with an alias and the computer SMS system can be set to. But like, I think also the number flights, isn't so a Telstra that. phone number. So or how would they get anything out of you then? How would they get anything out of you? You've got to give them your bank details. Oh, if there's a link, maybe. Open the I get that. I see. Yeah. I've, I, mine always have links. I've always, I, had, I had a call yesterday, I think it was, saying I didn't recognise the mobile number I answered. So I was like, hello. And it was like a recording. I was like, hello, this is the Australian government. We have, we have, yeah. now, what, tax, office? tax office. You're going to go to jail? Like, we have yeah. some information about you for English press one, for Chinese press two. And I was like, what? Just hung um. up. And I was like, what information do you have about me? I'd like to know. I don't even answer anything. I. The problem is my personal phone is also used for work and people I'm sure are going to complain that I never answer the phone it's because yeah. any number is not stored in my and phone yeah I just assume is is a scammer this is my modern so day many work of these, issue where yeah. people ring me from a phone that I've never heard of they don't yeah. leave a message and then yeah. like three weeks later they ring yeah. me and they're angry and they say they why didn't you return it. my calls I'm like what are you talking about you didn't leave a message you yeah, dickhead yeah. if you're leave ringing a me from a, for the first time leave a message if you ring me all the time don't leave a message i'll ring you back so someone i know in the lead up to christmas got a i think it was a text message from her work saying that we can't give everyone their bonuses so can you please go and get <laughs> i don't know $6000 worth of credit with a vouchers, can you buy six thousand dollars worth of vouchers so that we can give them thing. all a voucher? So she did out of her own personal money, like spent six thousand oh, dollars so that everyone at the office could have a bonus for Christmas. And then she went into work and said, "I've done this." Oh, but no. then they went, "What are you talking about?" <gasps> and so oh, no. you know, yeah, and, it's so easy. Yeah. What What I was going to say is that I think that. Whilst you can talk about any scam in isolation and go, God, I would never fall for that. It's about your mindset at the time. It's unbelievable. And so I, I Correct. absolutely yep. see sometimes I'm just so focused on getting things done that I don't yep. I don't give a lot of thought to stuff. It's like, what do I need to do to make this happen? Because I've got, you know, a hundred things that I've got to do in the next hour. Bang, 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 bang. And if someone sent me a scam at that point, I would be vulnerable. I'm not saying I would fall for it, but I would definitely be vulnerable. No, no. And I can see how that plays out with people because, yeah. I'll I'll leave you with one more before we close out. I don't think I've talked about it before. One day at work. Is it the vomit and poo story at the bus station? I just didn't get paid. I didn't get paid, right? (laughs) I thought, that's weird. And I left a day or so. I thought, no, I still haven't got paid and I must have needed the money because otherwise (laughs) why am I chasing it? So I contacted payroll and said hey I haven't been paid is there an issue and then I got a call from the payroll girl she was devastated and she said oh you've been scammed I said how have I been scammed yeah yeah I haven't done anything yeah what had happened was she'd been contacted by someone pretending to be me and like like I saw the emails later, and it's the same thing. It's like if you spent she'd the time been just... scammed by the sound. Of it. Is that what she, yeah, she yeah, had? She had unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what had happened was they had pretended to be me, and they said I'm out of the country. I um I can't access because she said go on the system and change your bank account details yourself. 
or I can't access them. So she did it. She changed the bank account <gasps> details to be this other thing, the, the scammer's bank account details. It was actually the bank's fraud, anti-fraud system that picked this up. I don't know how you fell for that, Schmitty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it sounds like you were clueless to it. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I, I was. I was. I was. I didn't know what was going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. But, but I did laugh that she said, "You know, you've been yeah, scammed." Yeah. And, and and no disrespect to her because when she was asked, not only her but her then line manager also approved it wow. because it was me. Because they trust they were, you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they said, "Well, it was Caroline. You know, we did it for Caroline." And I was like, "No, you did it for a scammer." But that's exactly what they're they're hoping for that they yeah. they're going to go. Oh, I'll just help a mate out, you know, kind of thing. So yes, it's the it's a billion billion dollar business. It's bad. My advice is, if you find yourself in a situation where so any any time someone says go and get a voucher or a prepaid credit card or a Don't Google do thing, it, or click it on is a link. scam. Do it's not a scam. do it. No. That's right. Any organisation that sends you something, like I get lots of linked ones, you know, the yeah. uh, tolls. Yeah, same here. Anything who sends you a text message with a link saying click here, go onto your actual account online yourself, log in through your credentials and yep. check whether that's real. Yeah. You cannot believe anything that you receive in this day and age. And if, you, if in doubt, call your bank. Your do bank, not open the link. Don't open the links but don't call your bank. Don't touch the link. Yeah. In my experience, banks have been really good about this. So call the bank, tell them immediately. So there you go. That was my little no murder story about well done. toxic love in the world of romance scamming and just scamming. Wow. And white collar crime as well. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on the journey and miss you already. Well played, darling. Loved it. Lovely. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com. Mm-hmm.